But Sam, we are looking at this unbiasedly. Star and sure. Cupid is dedicated sure. to giving you unbiased <laughs> analytical <laughs> review. Yeah, I'm sure. That Welcome back to Starring Cupid, the podcast where we look at romantic couples and pairings from our favorite movies and television shows. As always, it is your boy Zamadarex, nothing more, nothing less, from the East, not the West, Wakapiki patients, and thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for the season finale. We've done it again lovers another season done and dusted our third i keep wanting to say fourth all morning long i don't know what it is but look at us look at us in the wise words of a great poet paul rudd who would have thought not me not a very optimistic and overconfident zama that thought i would quit this podcast after five episodes and now here we are three whole seasons down the line it's really it's fantastic it's already fantastic on its own and then on top of all of that we hit a milestone which is that was wild for me that was a wild day for me because last week if you don't know this after months of spamming my timeline and probably annoying the hell out of my instagram followers we finally hit 1,000 plays on the podcast. I, I wish I had like fancy machines to play like trumpets or like sounds of victory. But just imagine sounds of victory. Because wow, guys, this is amazing. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It was so affirming. So just like awesome. I don't know. I don't I have no words to describe it. I just wanted to say... Thank you so very much to everyone that has taken even five minutes out of their day to listen to me rant on and on for like 40 minutes weekly. That's wow. I appreciate, I appreciate every single last one of you so very much. I shall collect myself and try to fully express my full gratitude near the end of this episode because we have a jam packed episode today. I like to make the first and last episodes of each season kind of like a big deal. Maybe not a big deal, but also like I try to make them special. And today is no different. This is the first episode where we are not looking at only one couple. But we will be discussing none other than the Star of the Netflix hit limited series, The Queen's Gambit. It's Miss Beth Harmon. Insert applause, insert victory noises once again. Oh my goodness, Beth Harmon. Beth Harmon, a character that really made up my TV watching list most of last year, like, and she topped it. I don't normally binge shows i feel like i have this thing where i don't like to consume too much of one thing immediately like weekly is 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 good enough but it's also too long like i'm really i'm really down down to my core movie person because of that but i had to finish this show as soon as i started it which was on like a random thursday evening it's it's bloody brilliant so good so 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 good to add to this already brilliant episode that i have in store for you i decided to invite none other than the person that introduced me to the show to begin with yes lovers and friends today we are being joined by my bestie my best friend and my part-time nemesis 
I really need to get a sound machine. Fun fact. Awodua watched and finished the show first before she recommended it to us. And then when we were watching it for the first time, she rewatched it along with us again, which was literally in the space of two weeks. If that's not a good testimony for how good this thing is, I don't, I, I don't know what you need. I don't know what more convincing you need. So yeah, guys, I'm so excited to have Audrey here. Um, I think she's the only one of my housemates that hasn't been on the show yet, that you all, at least you guys, haven't heard her speak on the show yet. But that is a tragedy that we are rectifying today because she's here, she's happening, and she's so excited to be with us. Beth is special to both of us because, oh, for me personally, she's one of my favorite TV characters ever. I know Awudu really loves her as well. She was just such a fully rounded individual that was worth the hype like the show she deserves the show or well it's based on the book so i guess it's better to say she deserves the book but her character her journey and her life are worth watching the entire show for and it's just a pure benefit to me that within the story that is that is about her personal life and her struggles there are relationships that i can speak about in the romantic sense that she has on in the course of the show so we get a chance to talk about miss beth harman and what makes it more lovely is that these relationships aren't the source of her brilliance as like a, a chess player so we're not taking away from her work we're not we're not talking about these romantic relationships in relation to her genius or her work sometimes the lines cross but it's never about them this is about beth i would i i really like talking about stories like that as well also i just really i really love beth she has her flaws but oh my goodness i really love beth so Without a further ado, this is Miss Harmon. This show was made in 2020 now and was directed and written by Scott Frank. Mr. Frank is known for writing big films such as Logan, The Wolverine, Marley and Me, Get Shorty, and countless others if you check never in my life did i ever think that there would be a link between molly and me the movie about this very very sad family and this dog and the wolverine yeah no i never thought those lines would ever cross and yet here we are he he has quite the spread out resume one could say I think I could only fully appreciate his work on this show though because with a show compared to a movie I feel like there's more time to kind of see what a director can do or you can see over time how it changes or how how he translates what's happening in the story to us visually and series just force you to focus on that I'm not saying you can't focus on that in movies lots of movies have tried but for me, series give me time to think about that. So for, regarding this show, I think he did a marvelous job. Like I said above, the story is adapted from a novel by Walter Tevis. I'm so sorry. In nine, that was published in 1983. I've unfortunately never read the book. I really considered like getting it because like it would help me understand this better. I really really did but then school came and knocked me over I just had no time all of a sudden I barely had time for this so that was impossible however I consumed a lot of interviews from like the, the cast in the show and a lot of them had to read the book because they're in it and they, they were commenting on how there seems to be this very strong feminist story 
behind all behind what's happening with Beth, considering the time that it was published in. Like for the 1980s, this is a pretty feminist story, and it was not even written by a woman, and it's not judging from what the people said about the book, and it's not bad at it. It's not. It's not like some man trying to to be a woman and feel what we feel and understand how like he really just gave this very sympathetic and kind of considerate perspective on this woman's life and her struggles with being a genius and also substance abuse and just like the general relationships in her life it made me feel like you like it made me feel like it is very easy to write a fully rounded female character and guys just don't want to so i think that's pretty cool with the book um there have been a lot of chats online about how there's significant plot points from the book that are missing from the show i haven't read it so i won't know exactly what is missing until i re i've read it so i'm holding off my opinion about how well it translated from the book but i still think the show is good like i'm i'm willing to re relook my opinion after i read the book but for right, right now i still think they did a pretty cool job turning a book into a series some people do really badly and i think part of the reason why is we try to make books like a long maybe four series thing when sometimes some books really could benefit from just being a limited series movies are too long but also at the same time too short in terms of story series are too long and highly underfunded but there's something about a good limited series that can really make a book shine i wish that upon other great books i've completely derailed myself <laughs> Back to translation. If I ever read the book, I will come back and I will let you know about the differences. I wanted to shine a light on the wardrobe department here, um, specifically the head honcho, Miss Gabrielle Bander. Bravo. Just well done. The 1960s style has been shown on TV and like in movies. For years and years, I think I said this when I was talking about hairspray as well. We've seen it. We know what it looks like. We all have this general idea of what the fashion back then was like. We're trying to bring it back from time to time. Y yes. I feel like for the show, they captured that kind of very normal, very suburban fashion that we're used to. But then they also incorporated genuinely like fashion forward looks that beth would sometimes serve us like full-on looks dresses and outfits that were just fantastic and i read that there was a lot of collaboration with um the lead actress on kind of designing and um making the outfits for beth and i'm glad that they did because they did a wonderful job she looks wonderful she looks so she stands out in a way that is just perfect for beth Harmon. that final white coat look like oh, amazing gorgeous all the two pieces and those like dresses she wear the one two piece that she wears at the chess match in Oh my gosh, I can't even think, but I'm I'm visualizing it and it, they were all fantastic. They were all great. On to the cast. Leading this powerful show, we have the talented Anya Taylor-Joy as Beth Harmon. What a woman. I adore her so much. We know Miss Ta Taylor-Joy from films like Emma, The Witch. Thoroughbreds, Split and Glass, and the list goes on and on and on. All of this and more of her wonderful work. I, you, if you can't hear it already, I personally just adore her, both in a very feminist and supportive way, 
and then also in a very romantic and loving way just love her what and i have very strong feelings for this woman we will probably mention it <laughs> miss Harmon on the show has three possible love interests throughout the series to help us illustrate today's episode i will be including all three of them um i don't mention the french lady from the beginning because i feel like that was weak queer painting so anyway our lovely singles we have harry melling as harry beltic on the show most of us remember mr melling's as harry's oh wow this is so confusing there are a lot of harry's in the mix okay so melling was harry potter's evil cousin that like normal dude but he was a horrible person he was his evil cousin in the whole franchise so most of you remember him from that he's also been an old god recently um the movie the devil all the time yes he's been in a lot he's been working so that's that's harry then we have thomas birdie sangster as benny watts mr birdie sangster has had a very long career he's known for many 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 things but i will always remember him as ferb he didn't say much but when he did speak it was important so shout out to him for that then we have the lovely jacob fortune lloyd i just realized there's so many double barrels amongst this cast anyway we have the lovely jacob fortune lloyd as towns <laughs> i'm taking a second to be unapologetically thirsty because oh my god towns <laughs> wow i don't know what it is i've absolutely this is one of those times I'm not just saying I don't know what it is. I truly do not understand what it is. I really wish I didn't like him as much as I do. But apparently I'm weak. Apparently I can't. I can't do it. Wow, what a man. What a handsome man. That is all. Moving on to honorable mentions. This cast was really brilliant. Um, so many wonderful people throughout the series. People that were recurring characters. People that would show up like maybe once. Everyone was great. So my first honorable mention is to the young lady that plays young Beth Harmon in like the first episode and a bit of the second episode, Miss Isla Johnston. She did a stellar job. I really, I really, really loved her in this. She's so young, but she's so good and so convincing. Her poker face and kind of like that expression on her face where Beth is just unimpressed the whole time by everything was really really funny love her we also have miss marielle heller as alma wheatley aka beth's other mom also fantastic i really loved their scenes together they were really great because it felt like it was saying a lot about about beth's relationship with her it was moving kind of from this normal mother daughter that we used to and kind of to like a friendship and i just i love both of them because they had that thing they had that feeling where it felt like okay these people are becoming friends now how can i talk about honorable mentions and forget to mention the wonderful moses and graham who played jolene absolutely adore jolene she's also one of my favorite characters on the show her friendship chemistry with anya was lovely it was so genuine to see genuine to observe um i really loved it even there were moments when it felt like jolene was kind of playing the magical negro character and she didn't she doesn't deny it she disputes it near the end kind of like denouncing that role upon herself which i really love but yes i love her i love i loved her performance in this it was really really wonderful plot <clears throat> if you have never seen this show despite netflix's very strong marketing and the internet's hype first of all well done 
Secondly, I would like to say that I would highly recommend it. You don't have to be a chess fan or like even understand the basic rules. Just a good show is a good show. And this is one of those shows where you don't need that background info to enjoy it. If you are a chess fan or a chess player, pay attention to the chess. It's actually quite riveting. All of this to say, you will enjoy it regardless. If you have seen this show and you have forgotten the plot, here is a summary. An introverted chess prodigy takes on the world of chess, bringing her fame and competition. This show watches her tackle the highs and lows of stardom while battling past struggles. That's as vague as I can get. Like, if I explain more, other things come. Just, just watch it. Um, spoiler alert. This episode is prop full of spoilers. So just mind your step. Don't try to listen to this if you haven't watched it. Like, just, you know, spoilers. There will be mentions of substance abuse and addiction because that's very, like, kind of the whole point of the show for Beth. Um, I can't think of any other triggers that you might need to know. I think that's it. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll try to stay clear of them as much as we can, though. Promise. Um, again, very, very excited to have Miss Awarda here with us. Um, this show is something that we really, really bonded over last year because we just really got into it. It was one of the, f- it was one of the few shows that we really just sunk our teeth into last year. Ew. We even started like playing chess as a house like regularly after we watched this and it's been really really fun. Beth has had an impact on our daily hobbies. If you're stuck in lockdown and you just need something to do that's like cute fun, learn how to play chess. If you can't remember how to play chess, play one game, it will all come back to you. So it's really great that we get this chance to talk about Beth. I feel like I just love me a good complicated 3D female character and that is what she is. She's she's this layered and complex person and the story doesn't judge her more than it showcases her and then also showcases her bringing it all back, getting her shit together and I really, 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 really love that. And it's just really nice to look at how her romantic relationships work around or during these different stages of her career and her life and what she decides to do in these situations like what her choices are about these different romantic aspects and i really enjoy this fact that towns benny and harry they're not the point they're not the reward they're not what beth needs for the story to make sense they were just there they were just around and that's how some love stories can be and it's okay so without rambling on for too long let's get right down to it this is beth Harmon. Anxious girls trying to make a podcast. Sam's here too, which Hi. is great. I'm here. That's great. Yeah, it's great to have you here, Sam. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay that you're here. Oh yes, actually. Okay. Before we start, you guys promised that you wouldn't fight on the oh. pod. So like now you you're giving <laughs> like footage I just, of consent. No, I just I need to <laughs> <laughs> evidence. I just need you guys to know that you promised me that you wouldn't fight. Yeah, so you're not going to fight. Okay, we're not fighting. I'm not fighting. I'm not promising anything. What? <laughs> I, I promise not to fight. I believe you. Sam, please. But yeah, our order's here and... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oldos here and we're going to speak about a show very close to our hearts. Closer to her heart first because she watched it first, what? like I mentioned above. <laughs> no, you did. You watched it first and then you rewatched it with us. Oh yeah, I did. I before we get into the questions about our possible love interests, I wanted to ask you how do you feel about the show like how did you feel about it the first time you watched it since you loved it so much that now we had to watch it too i i wanted to sleep with it <laughs> in my bed next to me mm-hmm. i really love the show so much i don't know why i had to learn chess afterwards because i was like damn i want to i want to be here <laughs> Like, I want to be Beth Harmon so bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, guys, fun fact. I want to learn how to play chess after yeah, we watch this. I did. And now I'm going to kick her ass. I'm joking. But now I can play some chess, guys. It's great. Mm-hmm. We should actually have a tournament. Oh. Between us. Because I'm the weakest link. No. That's You're not. Nice. Sam's just a murderer in Sam chess. Sam hates us. No, Sam hates us in chess. That's fine. I'm building character. What? I'm building character. <laughs> I'm no, you're not. You're not Mr. Shaiwo. Oh, RIP my nigga one time. First things first. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Mr. Shiva. Rest in peace. What a wonderful way to segue into how I feel like in this show. The way that Beth is raised by her mother, Alice, also R.I.P. The way that she's raised, kind of like the experience at the orphanage and then having to like get used to this new family that doesn't even end up being a family anymore. There's a lot of things along Beth's journey that influence the way, the relationships that she has. And I think one of the greatest influences on the relationships that she has uh, her is her relationship with Mr. Scheibach, that kind of thing of the mentor and the mentee. Yeah. The one person that could like say no to her, the person that could like make her relax and refocus like, hey, it's not all about winning. Sometimes just please. <laughs> it's okay to lose. Yeah. No one so, Yeah, Sam, but like it's okay to lose. How do you feel about Beth and like the way she deals with relationships as like a whole or you can use specific examples I honestly feel like she doesn't want or, or she can't or she just hasn't mm-hmm. fallen in love like yeah. I feel like she's not in love with any of them there's like, something at least time. not like there's yeah. something with towns but like I just feel like the rest of them, she wasn't loving them. Mm. She was just there because she was alone. And they were just filling the space. And they were eating her pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the ones that were eating her money, <laughs> um, I wanted to sp- specifically look at only like three kind of made romantic um, pairings that we get from Beth, and one of the influential ones is Harry, the very cocky, the very. I hated him so much in his intro because I was like, "You're so annoying. You're so annoying, and you're so wrong. You're just. You're. He was so he forward. Was so gross. He was so gross <laughs> as well. And it might oh, be the I imagery mean. of Harry Potter. Harry Potter might have ruined his face for a lot of people as well. Oh yes. Harry Potter, <laughs> that annoying cousin. God. Okay, I really don't like that guy. He was really cocky, like you said. And why was he yawning during the match? It was, it was really, the rudest thing. I feel like his breath stank. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his breath stank. And then his whole character kind of kind of like falls apart when he gets beat by Beth. Yeah. And then after that, he's kind of. It was so weird to watch him like be come, humbled and from... come back to her. Come back. I hated it. I, I hate. I hate it. Why would you come back to like the person that kind of hurt you 
and continues to hurt you because like yeah. that relationship was not very it was just it was very one-sided <laughs> in the most it was really one-sided. in the most unhealthiest of ways do you think harry was in this for the long run or was he just confusing kind of like his admiration for beth with attraction to beth i mean that's the stockholm syndrome <laughs> And that was her first ever tournament when she beat him. I think he was just trying to be a good friend. I don't know if it was Stockholm Syndrome. I think he was just trying to be a good friend. Nah, that nigga wanted her. That nigga wanted her so bad. That's why I was confused because I was kind of like, are you sure you want her or do you just want to be with the girl, the first girl that That ever beat you? Like that makes him so cocky, <laughs> right? It goes back to this thing of you, you haven't changed. You're just, I don't know. It's kind of an Icarus situation, but worse. Maybe. I just yeah. think I just think he's was just trying to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. Follow up question. I also feel like uh, along with him trying to just like chase this woman that beat him. I also feel like he was trying to kind of play Captain Saver Han and try and save Beth from whatever. No, Sam, this was very Captain Saver Han. when she was spiraling when yeah. he came into her life. And he was just trying to like constantly like. Be a good friend? No, Sam, there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference. He wasn't even trying to say no to her. There is a difference. There's a, Sam, there's a difference. Sam, there's a difference. <laughs> like, he was he was dedicating so much of his time and, like, he wasn't really trying to say no to her. He wasn't trying to, to kind of rail her in. He was just trying to be there. But that's not... That, you can't really save someone like that. And you should... You, you shouldn't try Beth. That. Beth and Jolene tell us that there was no way to save her. She had to do it herself. So that's why it was futile. But, but like, at least she wasn't out there doing it alone. I mean, she yeah. just came home to, to him, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it should have been Harry. That should have been there at that time. Obviously, story got a story, but I just don't think it should have been Harry. So that brings me to my follow-up question. Do you think... The situation of this relationship would have been different if Harry was the one that she saw at the end instead of Towns. Like if he was the one that got her after she won the Russian stuff. Do you still think there'd be a relationship there, or do you think it was never ever gonna work? Issues aside. <laughs> Issues aside, how 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 are we playing? Kalogo, at the end, we we're given this impression at the end that Beth is gonna okay. be okay She's now. She's gonna be okay. She's not. So if it wasn't, yeah, She's it's. Now. Yes. So if it wasn't Towns and it was Harry, do you think it would work? No, because then <laughs> <laughs> what is he saving her from now? Oh. Now you just gotta be with this person. You just you just don't like him. I also yes. yeah sure, <laughs> but Sam, we are looking at this unbiasedly. Star and sure. Cupid is dedicated sure. to giving you unbiased <laughs> analytical. <laughs> Review. Yeah, I'm sure this is a technical. Period. 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 I'm <laughs> Which is a perfect segue once again to our next love interest, Benny Watts. Or as I will always say for 
guys i can't unhear it i can't unsee it even in, with the american accent i was like yo this is for penny 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 let's speak on it there's this trend of beth in like in her life she's meeting very cocky very like self-confident people yeah I, I you would think that Harry is like the worst case she'd ever get, but Benny, Benny might be. Benny was worse, but he was more likable than Harry. Harry, Harry yeah. Does he walk like? No. Wow, Sam, really? <laughs> Jeez, making us the kind of people. Wow, Sam. It's definitely the fashion. I know. He, I won't lie. I won't lie. He was. Pretty I feel cool. like they. He was pretty cool. He was. I just didn't want them to date. Like he was such a yeah. Cool dude. I wanted them to remain friends. They didn't need to go ahead and be romantic, but cool. Cool. Yes. That's what you want. I didn't like it because I felt like for the story, but Benny really wanted him. <sighs> that's physically. The pro- physically, that's the problem. For two reasons, I feel like Benny in the story Benny represented kind of the first. In terms of competition, the first time that Beth was like, whoa, okay, maybe I need to shut... Like, Benny was competition. Yeah. And then also, I didn't like it because Beth hasn't had the best representation of, like, heterosexual relationships mm-hmm. around her. Like, we, the story makes an effort to show us that this is what she's seeing, this is what she's growing up with. So this is forming kind of like the idea that she has about romance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Her relationship with Harry was an example of what her idea of what relationships are has led her to. And this was another one where it felt like, oh, this nigga is bad for you. This would, this, this isn't what you should be going for. But because it's all you know, Here's Benny, and you guys have a little bit of compatibility because of chess. Yeah. You guys are on the same level. So now you think, oh. It yeah. sounds like you're saying Benny wasn't right because she was like uh, Harry to Beth. Not Harry, because <laughs> they were on the same <clears throat> level. It's but just she that. She was the Harry. Was yeah, she was, she was also kind of chasing the you're on my level thing. Mm. But not in a worshipy way. Harry got a bit worshipy. Sounds like you're defending Beth. I am, because I love her. Excuse <laughs> her. Because I love perfect. her. Also, Sam, I just attacked her about her <laughs> views on romantic love, so please. Yeah. I told you, unbiased review. She's a little perfect. Though. She's a little perfect. Good. How do you feel about Benny? <laughs> <laughs> Benny was cool, guys, but I wanted them to remain good friends. Mm. Like, you know, in the end, when they were just friends, yes. and everything was just great, and he was helping her, that was great. No tension, like, no fighting. No tension, no sexual tension, just normal things. Normal friends. It's fine to be friends, guys. It's fine to remain friends, guys. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, but she didn't have anyone, so cool. I also feel like within the relationship, there was a time where Benny believed all this kind of pain and conflict that Beth was going through. Because Beth doesn't, she didn't really talk to these men, but that's fine. She didn't have to. <clears throat> but he believed that this was coming from it being about the game, about being it being chess. So he was kind of trying to fix her game. And because he was focused on that, a lot of the emotional stuff was ignored and that's where i also felt like this is a very unhealthy pairing because for you two it'll always be about the game mm-hmm. like when does it stop being about the game when do you become people where are the lines drawn you didn't see them you didn't see that <laughs> do you think benny was capable of changing like do you think that their relationship would have been different this is once again going back to the town's question. If he was the one at the, the end, end of it, after would he would he be able to kind of stop making it about the game if she asked him? Hmm. <laughs> I think he would have been able to. I believe in. You believe in. I Benny. believe in Benny a little bit, a little bit. 
Do you think the relationship would have lasted though? Probably not. <laughs> mm, maybe, maybe I am biased. <laughs> maybe I really like can't. I just, I just don't. Also, just don't think Benny could be the partner to the world chess champion. And yeah, be, and be okay with it, and just be like, yeah, she's better than me. So what? Yeah, which is. The perfect bridge to our favorite boy. The third and final and possibly the most important. The best. <laughs> Love interest. Best. Best of best of best. I'm drowning in serotonin. Oh my god. I'm drowning. There's too much serotonin in this room. Because, we're, so because we're happy about towns. And we're splooshing. Splooshing. <laughs> splooshing. What an accusation, sir. So yeah, we're talking about her final love, Maniga Towns. Um, I would like to take a moment once again to say, what a beautiful man! <laughs> what, a, what a man! What a hot man! That's what I'm saying. It has, absolutely, <laughs> it has absolutely nothing to do with the episode. Yes, but it's important that he's beautiful. It's important that y'all know this. So. Order, how do you feel about Towns being hot? Like, did it catch? Like, for me, it caught me off guard. I didn't think I would like him, and I just kept seeing him, and I was like, Wait I a think minute. the minute I saw him, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Who's this dark-haired man? <laughs> he's no, so interesting. He's so pretty. Like, you want to get to know him I immediately. Saw, I just want to find out what. What he has for breakfast on Sunday. I like your eggs, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. I liked him when I first saw him. When <laughs> Yeah. How come that's how, how that's how it felt. <laughs> this is a high level of thirst I never thought we'd experience on the show and I love it. Love it, I love it, I love it. When we meet towns for the first time, I thought, okay, mm. He's a bit old for my Yeah, and why why is he looking at Beth like this? I was like, you're proper 27 years old. But also, I have no idea how old he was throughout. Yeah, but he's probably not that old. But he's probably like in high school. I want to say, <laughs> but listen, you know what it is? It's because they didn't like swap out actors for them. So the towns we see at the end of the series where Beth is like 20 something isn't is still the towns we saw when she was 15, and they tried with Beth. To like the uh, anti, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing for Towns that kind of makes him look different from when she saw him then and then. I'm not trying to advocate for him. If he's old, it was weird. Yeah. He looks old. He looks, so old. <laughs> he looks old. But that, but yeah, he's sorry. Very beautiful. For that reason, at first, I was like, I don't like this. I don't, I want you to step away, my girl. I thought, I thought, you know, the way that. Benny was a bad influence on Beth. Mm. I thought that's what Towns would have been. But he was not. He was, so he was not. Yeah, he was sweet. He was just so supportive. So gentlemanly. Mm. Even the perfect gentleman. Even in that like small moment where there was like tension for reasons I still don't understand. I still don't get that either. Why why? Why, why was were they tensing around they each other? They needed drama. Story got a story, you know. <laughs> Um, even during that time, I was like, okay, you know what, Towns, I can accept that we're never going to see you again. It's fine. Whatever. It is what it is. Not for him to show up in Russia. after, And it's after the time she confesses to the woman, the French lady, she confesses that, you know what, I think I love Towns. And I was like, girl, same. You should. <laughs> I'm glad. And I've, oh, throughout the series, there's just like this thing of, when Towns is around, there's this effect on Beth. What do you think it is about him? Compared to all the others. I like, just feel like they have chemistry. Like, that fits that in Olivia thing. When you walk in the room, I can feel you are inside of the room. <laughs> I hear your voice and I have to talk. <laughs> I just have to. I just have to because I know it's you. Yeah, I feel, I feel. And they're always taking pictures of her. Oh my gosh. You're so charming. I, I was sometimes I'd be like, "Can you stop? Can you can you relax?" Because please, 
I also find that compared to the other two, because we have to compare them to the other two, that's the whole point of this episode. Mm -hmm. Compared to the other two, yes, he was as good. Like, he was a little bit underrated than Harry. But he so but he was good at chess. He never made it about him though. Like after he loses, or even playing yeah, chess. Like after he lost to her, it was just became a thing of ha, you are better than me. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, he was like he was like, how old are you? And he's like, you know what? <laughs> never mind. That'll break my heart. It'll hurt me. <laughs> but she was gonna tell him. Yeah. And nigga, I'm fifteen. And then. It would have been a different conversation, but not yeah, it would have. I hope. I I like how compared to the others, it feels like Towns was completely okay with just being the partner to the greatest chess yeah. player in the world. Yeah. Like he never once made it seem like he was intimidated by Beth. Mm-hmm. In fact, it it wasn't worshipy because he didn't like lay his life down like some people did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sam, that's the difference. <laughs> Towns, Towns is the difference. Towns is the difference. Towns is the one for best. Why can't, why couldn't someone be both? Why couldn't you grapple with, with being with some, uh, a partner that's better than you and be the perfect partner? You can, but Sam, those other two, oh, hey, oh, hey you know, Benny, it would have affected the relationship somehow, some somehow, way. Somewhere. It was already affecting. Also, oh, no. Benny. Yes. He feels like a drifter. He feels like he's just gonna leave her whenever. He'd show up, he'd leave. He'd leave. He'd be like, you know, I'm on the road. That's where you're on stuff. He'd always wear like a cowboy hat. So he doesn't like, even have a real apartment. He lives in a basement. No, uh, yeah, it's called yeah. I'm Not Here Forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's giving me low dependency. It's not like giving me husband material. People yeah. can change. Okay, Harry stayed, but she still wasn't enough. No, he was worshipping Beth. He had to deal with that. The relationship dynamic was weird. It was weird. It was always (laughs) going to be weird, Sam. That's that's the problem. Fine. Yeah. So, two questions. Are you happy that it was Towns? And then... I'm ecstatic. (laughs) (laughs) And then... (laughs) <laughs> what makes him the best match? Ha! Didn't we just discuss this? I just realized we did. <laughs> but like, to go off what Sam said, like, what makes him the best match? He can, he can be with Beth, and it won't, it won't overwhelm her. She has like a steady place. He makes Beth smile. Oh Beth god. does not smile. Oh my god! He makes Sam- Beth. No smile. man in this <laughs> entire show makes Beth smile the way Towns does. I know that's not important. That's not important. She will make Beth smile. You know, that's her father. Sam, please. That's her dad. <laughs> she called him Jolene. <laughs> yes. Jolene. Jolene is the love of her life yes. in a very platonic way, like a kind of you will always be with me kind of thing. Yeah. That's a different smile. Towns. Towns. Please. She swoons. She, she swoons. swoons. She swoons. <laughs> you got a world champion chess player swooning over you, Sam. No, you don't. <laughs> Why is it getting personal? <laughs> you know, maybe I should just leave. No, no. <laughs> the episode's over. Wait. <laughs> um, oh, did they eat for me with us? Oh, guys, you're so good. You're so welcome. I'm joking. Thank you, Patty. <laughs> also, the day that this episode drops, this episode drops, it will be your birthday. Omg! So Happy you're the first starting Cupid guest to release on their birthday. I'm dancing. If y'all can hear, if you can't hear the dancers, <laughs> Happy birthday, Mjita. Happy birthday. Ow. Oh, thanks. Ow. Pure. <laughs> <laughs> Likes and dislikes. There are a lot of little joys to point out here, but I've narrowed the list down to our regular three good and three bad. So, likes. I really enjoyed 
the story. Not only did this reignite my primary school love for chess, but it really made me want to read the book as well. A movie has to be really good for me to want to read the book that it was based on. So imagine how good a series has to be for, for me to want to read the book. Like, okay, that's, that's high praise coming from a reader. Also, I just think that there's beauty in it being a limited series. I'm really grateful for that, like I said. Um, they said everything that they had to say within those seven episodes. It really feels like we got the full book, even though it was in the short space of time. That's that's a high feat. That's a, an accomplishment. Love that. I really liked how they visualized Beth's genius. You know, like... In a lot of shows or movies about characters that are meant to be like the genius, they try to make it sound like this person, like their brain is some super computer that's running all the time, thinking beyond human capabilities, just running on this gas that no one else is running on. And I mean, I can't diss what they what they're what they've been giving us because I don't know like I've never hung out with a genius I don't read their books or whatever but I can say that I'm tired of seeing it because like okay side rant do y'all still like genius movies because I'm I'm finding a lot of issues with them for me though especially the ones the the major ones that we've had so far like think about Think about characters like Sherlock Holmes, like the way they reiterate Sherlock Holmes, or like Tony Stark, you know, those guys. It's it's not it's getting redundant, yes, but it's getting weird as well. It's starting to make me not care about this character because I'm like, ugh, you just build something and fix it, Phineas. I don't know. It's just, I'm starting to find it harder and harder to sympathize with main characters that are meant to be the genius because there's nothing about them that kind of makes you sympathize with them. And isn't that the whole point of your protag? Like, shouldn't we root for this guy? Anyway, there's a lovely YouTube essay I watched about how they're writing geniuses or how they're talking about geniuses in Hollywood Productions. I will post the link to it probably, hopefully, if I remember, under this episode. Um, yeah, I just don't think, I just don't think we're writing geniuses like they're people anymore. And, I, and maybe that should change. I don't know. Like, I'm not the resident expert on geniuses or whatever. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, that kind of, that's one of the things that made me really love Beth. She was a person. She wasn't, she was a genius, but she was also, like, a person. Here, like I was saying, we know that Beth... She a big old brainiac. She a small girl. But the way that they visualize her thoughts, it's just kind of like at a fast rate. It's not like she's not a chess playing machine or whatever. Like, this is just how her brain works. And it's great that we as an audience get to kind of see into how it works in such a way that it makes us understand her better and makes us understand how she thinks better and that's what you should do if you have a genius story don't try and make us feel like this person is nowhere near how i'm thinking like make us see the genius don't make us not understand the genius oof bars i'm actually gonna write that down another beautiful thing about them visualizing it for us is that it keeps the games going it keeps kind of making chess very thrilling because we have to admit chess isn't always that thrilling especially if you're not like a super fan of it but now you've kind of got people that don't know how to play chess kind of going well i want to know what's happening here and not all sport movies can accomplish this but they accomplished it here and i think that's important i really liked the general aesthetic of the whole show and when you're referring to the aesthetic of a show it kind of it kind of comes from 
costuming down to like set design all the way to lighting every part every part of production that was involved in making this world look the way that the world building yes i i liked that i feel i feel like it gave us very 60s like looking at a 60s picture kind of thing not in a way that was dramatized or kind of played out to look really cool it just it looked so regular and i really loved that because it there's power in looking regular there's power there's power in realism the idea also to kind of have beth stand out because of her hairstyle was a lovely touch because it's not ridiculous but it's clearly not normal and she and she doesn't bring attention to it no one else brings attention to it that much but it's this thing, it's just this thing that she has that makes her different in this world that is this regular 60s picture. This feels like I'm nitpicking right now, but I really did love this. Dislikes. I briefly, I briefly mentioned this in the beginning of the episode, but I really didn't need the whole queer baiting situation with Cleo. Remember the French woman? Um, guys, and they, like, I think what makes it worse is they opened the episode with it. I understand opening the episode with Beth in a tussle for what it says about her for the rest of the series. I understand those motivations. It just... Did it have to be that? Did it have, like, you've never used the sexual relationships in the show to do this before. Now, you're going to do it now. For this questionable like sexuality ambiguity like normalize making your female characters interesting without sprinkling a little bit of gay on it child like any anything do anything to make them interesting but make them a little because it's it's only irritating because when you tell us that a character is not hetero doesn't matter like what like what sexuality they identify under like as soon as you mention the not hetero part i kind of want you to prove it i'm not asking you to give us a full-blown porno i'm not asking for like extreme bda i'm not re i'm not really asking for a lot but i need more than seeing the main character wake up in bed together with this person and it's like the following morning it seems it seems lazy it also seems queer baity confirm it or deny it or leave us out of it go big or go home that's all i have to say about that i disliked how sometimes it felt like jolene was the magical negro kind of like like hey beth i exist to help you which you do get in stories like this where there's a white protagonist that kind of needs help or lifting up you know they'll have a black best friend right there to save them maybe if the series had followed the novel to the letter about the relationship maybe it would feel more friendly than it is savior like according to the internet but in the book the relationship does feel less less savior like than we've seen it be, be portrayed and obviously i can't comment on that because i haven't read the book but i just feel like though i will always believe that there's a thick line between having a savior character and someone that's just a friend we know where to write to get on either side of that line so just write that for black best friends or 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 hear me out don't make them black best friends make them people i disliked the episode where beth is kind of like breaking down so she's in her house i think she's getting drunk and she's just running around pantsless and stuff it took me a while to figure out why i didn't like that episode well i didn't like that part of the episode the whole show takes a very unbiased non-judgmental look on this person like we 
we get the full Beth Harmon experience because we need to understand why she is the person that she is and also why we can't judge her or like why we shouldn't judge her. I hope you I hope we don't. And yeah, the story allows Beth to be a person while also being like this genius, extraordinary Lee talented chess player kind of thing she gets to be a person within this show and i love that she's given all that grace and the attention that we usually see given for male-centered stories about genius or like um excellence of skill that moment that part of that episode that i don't like i feel like it was unnecessary in the grand scheme of things like it didn't have to be the way that Beth fell apart like that's not that's that didn't have to be the way that she reached her bottom and I'm not saying that that was not that's not the way that other people's lowest points look like like I'm not I'm not saying that it may have even been the point of that entire scene for us as an audience to be uncomfortable or not like it Maybe. I just feel like it could have been accomplished without having her kind of be literally naked to show the vulnerability or kind of show the emotional way that life has taken on her. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't they weren't rela- they weren't relying on it any other time during the series. So now why now? But again, I'm just a consumer. I don't know anything it's who am i to question it i am merely a voice in the very vast abyss called the internet we've reached the end of the show the end of season three this is horrible harmonizing what a ride what a fun time I've had so much fun making this content for you lovers. I remember I said after the production break that I actually really did miss this. And I'm glad I came back. I'm glad I finished because, wow, what a very lovely, what a very successful season we've had. Um, I tried to be very loud about my gratitude about all of this because y'all are very loud with the love and the support and i really really appreciate it so this is me being loud <laughs> this is me being loud sorry joke i appreciate all my friends both online and offline for the constant support and kind of the hyping the sharing the liking the comments thank you thank you thank you i appreciate me me even on the last day mistakes I appreciate my awesome producer and friend Sam for all the work he does. Those cups of coffee, literally my lifeline. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate all this season's guests for lending me their time and their opinions and coming on coming online with me to to talk about movies. And it's always great when you guys pull through like that. Another big shout out to our winner for today's episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you, friend, for being here. Happy, happy birthday, because it'll be your birthday when this comes out. Love you, adore you. Thank you, thank you. And, yeah, it's been a blast. It's been a real blast, lovers. Cannot wait to do this with you all over again when I come back. But it's not over yet. And before I bore you to death with affection and thank yous and, and, and. Let's get into this week's battle. It's time for Who's Your Fave Main Character Edition. Yes, this week we have individual up against individual. Two lovely ladies leading the way in their own solo shows. In this corner, it's the quirky and clumsy queen from HBO's Love Life, we have Darby Carter versus the messy but lovable artist from Netflix's She's Gotta Have It, it's Nola Darling. Two 
extremely different approaches to their love lives. To, oh wait, I think they're in the same city. Well, different parts of New York. You can guess which one of them got the fairy tale ending though, because, yeah. Let us know which main character has captured your heart. Feel free to share how you feel about the Queen's Gambit. Just, you know, any thoughts you might have, they are very welcome. DM us, DM or at us on Twitter at Starring Cupid. I will post the poll for this week's Who's Your Fave under the tweet to our link. That is all from my side. It has been absolutely lovely. Thank you so, so much to you lovers for listening every single week. We thrive because you love us. We shall return sooner rather than later for another season filled with more lovey-dovey, absolutely quirky, cheesy, sometimes very messy couples to talk about and analyze and generally just make fun of. There's going to be lots of exciting guests, more people that just want to share their opinions with you. Some new segments are also on the way. They might, we might even be adding, I don't know, like the pod to more platforms, make it more readily available for y'all. Who knows what's in store for us? Even I don't know. <laughs> so, for now, go farther off. Bid me farewell. And let me hear thee go. That's very big Shakespeare for. Bye.